before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to remind you guys, as always, this episode is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.com at P-O-D-G-O dot com. Guys, everyone's doing a podcast in the year 2020, so might as well hop on the train here. And speaking of that, this is literally the first ever edition of the Nintendo Newsroom. Uh, not a lot, not a lot of big news this week, but plenty of minor, minor, minor news shells. So we cover it all here on today's episode, and we hope you guys enjoy, as always. back to another episode of the Swish It Up podcast, episode 11 of season 2. My name is Tyler, and, I've, and I am, of course, joined by my co-host, Colby Moyer. How are you doing this fine Monday, my friend? I'm doing pretty well. It's a very gloomy Monday at that here in it is. central Pennsylvania, but other than that, can't complain. You know, indoor kind of day, just cranking through Galaxy still in a midterm week coming up so lots of fun stuff on the horizon how about you i'm doing all right as well uh honestly the only games i've really been playing are uh more genshin impact because just really getting sucked in and i'm afraid i'm gonna i've managed not to spend a dime on the game yet so i'm hoping i can restrain myself for at least a little bit longer but i've also been uh playing a little bit of Sword and Shield in preparation for the uh, 22nd. But, yeah, I'm doing good. It's a good day to catch up on work, especially when you have procrastinated on it a little bit. Uh, But other than that, nothing else. I just realized that I just did not go to my 330 class. (laughs) Just one of those days you just... (laughs) I had no reason not to go. I just didn't go. (laughs) Uh, what was your class? Is it important? Uh, radio journalism. You know, it's a small That's class. That's kind of your... I th- isn't that like a major requirement? No, minor requirement, yeah. But, oh my god. Hey, it was my me. first missed class in the Zoom format. So that alone, it took me nine weeks. So yeah, I, fi- I mean, finally yeah. cracked after nine weeks. That's all right then. Yeah, but, that's what I'm thinking too. You know... Now is not the time to focus on on academics. Now is the time to focus on gaming news because we have a little bit of it. Yeah, so we would like to welcome you guys to the the Switch It Up Nintendo newsroom because a lot of minor notes, nothing really major. The most major we're going to get is going to be our lead story tonight, which is 
Hyrule Warriors. Surprise, surprise. More Hyrule Warriors news. Uh, two oh, yeah. trailers since we last spoke to you lovely people out there. Uh, one came, of course, the day after we dropped an episode. <laughs> but conveniently, one dropped today, this morning. Right before would, the episode. Yeah, so, which yeah. would be yeah the 19th, Monday 19th. So we'll start with the one that happened last week. We got our first look, uh, at least in this game at least, of the Yiga Clan. But more importantly... Master Koga, we got a we got a good look at him, a good feel for his voice acting, and he's still up to his shenanigans out there in a uh, in the Gerudo region. Yeah, so he definitely is. It was very surprising to see uh, Koga still reprising his role as the leader of the Yiga Clan a hundred years before Breath of the Wild. So that alone brings up some. Some questions like how how old is this guy? Is he immortal? Did like Ganon bestow upon him some sort of uh, power to keep himself from aging so that he's still kicking around uh, during the events of Breath of the Wild? Uh, we don't really know that, but yes, we do get a feel for his voice acting. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the characters who are now being fully voiced in this game that were not so much in uh, Breath of the Wild so far they seem to be nailing it. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get to another character that we saw in uh, today's trailer uh, mm-hmm. later. But in addition to seeing Master Koga again, we see that he has sort of like a new second-in-command lackey sort of guy. Yeah. Uh, who, he kind of looks like a beefed-up blade master, but he has like two swords mm-hmm. uh, on his hip. So he's Looking probably going to be a, a recurring boss, I assume. A lieutenant, perhaps, of the Yiga. Uh, and in addition... To that new character, uh, we got one last one last reveal. Uh, in the it was very, quick, but it, it, it was, was quick. It was there, and and it seemed to be this sorcerer-looking villain type because he seemed to be working with the Yiga. He had some Yiga members kind of like bowing uh, to him in this in this shrouded forest. Uh, I think that was the had to be the Lost Woods. I was about to say, would that be the Lost Woods? That's kind of concerning, it, having them so close to the to the Great Deku Tree and Master Sword. So, but uh, yeah, we got a we got a first look at this new character who I think who I think might be the uh, the eighth playable character that they were teasing. Uh, I don't know. He seems to be ho- like having this levitating apparatus kind of in his hands. Yeah, badass, to put yeah. it mildly. So he, I thought it was a she. It looked like a she at first. I couldn't it might really be. tell. Because people were people were drawing comparisons to from like Midna and mm-hmm. Yuga from uh, a link between worlds. But I'm assuming this is just a brand new character. I don't think this is anyone we've ever seen before. Yeah, probably. And but, obviously working yeah. with the Yuga clan, so who knows? Yeah. I'm assuming this is there. more of a I'm assuming this character is going to be more of a a Ganon servant rather than a, mm-hmm. a Yiga servant. Maybe yeah. this person's kind of even more behind the scenes. Uh, and that's probably why we've never seen him. Uh, whether or not these new characters will perish before the Calamity or we'll see them in maybe the Breath of the Wild too. Yeah. If maybe they just kind of chilled out while Link was destroying Calamity again. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but... Yeah, very intriguing. Some new characters being introduced. So, you know, obviously a lot of new lore is going to be coming through. So cannot wait for that. But besides that, 
Uh, is was there anything else in that particular trailer that you found noteworthy? Well, just to, just to keep talking about that mysterious uh, sorcerer sorceress, uh, I agree with you in the fact that definitely seems to have their own agenda. When it does not look like a Yiga Clan master at like member at all, looks like a completely different villain, almost like a definitely a definitely a, a Ganon like evil. So mm-hmm. it'll just be interesting to see what we get out of that. And just in these trailers in general. I saw it on Twitter today. I appreciate seeing more about the game in these quick little one-minute trailers, but as far as a consumer, I don't need to see anything else. Like, I'm convinced yeah. that this game's the real deal. So I wouldn't mind if they slowed down maybe a little bit so we can get more of, like, a surprise and feel for ourselves. But, again, it's marketing, so. Yeah, I mean, in I think they're being smart. They're, like, they're not peppering in, like, spoilers, really. No. It's really hard to pepper in spoilers in this game where we already know the ending yeah exactly but you know you know giving us some you know setting up the major uh or kind of setting up the uh the groundwork for uh the story that we're gonna see uh is definitely cool because we we really have no idea of the sequence of events of this game we talked about that in a in a recent episode where we don't know when this game's gonna pick up and when it's gonna jump around and yeah However, so introducing these new characters is kind of just like a tease, like, oh, you're going to see these uh, new characters in this familiar locale that you kind of already know, but then you don't know exactly when they come in. It, I think it gives a nice little bit of intrigue without giving too much away. So hopefully they stick with that. Uh, the, this is already more trailers than I thought we'd get before. Oh, the me too. Release. I thought for the treehouse it'd be over. But, I mean, I guess they just want to... They just want to tease us. They want to string us along. So yeah, keep us uh, on edge. They're, they're doing their job well, but uh, yeah, I believe that's everything for the uh, the Co- the Master Koga uh, Age of Calamity trailer. Yeah, and speaking of familiar faces, we got a good look at some in today's little trailer, which we have pulled up right here. Fifty-two untold, seconds. So yes, Untold Chronicles from One Hundred Years Past. It's called Part, so. part Three. So we are going to get an ad. Oh, are we? No, we're not. Okay. Oh no, so, ads. All right. So we're, we're watching good. this so, real time, real quick. Starts in starts in Hyrule. We get a good look at Hyrule. Link running up. It would it would appear to be Impa on the ground. I would imagine. Impa. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. That was probably a lead up to one of the missions we saw in one of the treehouse gameplay, like when he grabs the Sheikah Slate. Yeah, because that's when the uh, the tower uh, bursts from the ground yeah, and destroys all the, the goblins. So yeah, so we get so the first thing here we get Link with the ah. spear, two handed weapon, and a one handed weapon. So what we talked so, about last week, as far as Link having different move sets for different weapons, appears to be accurate. Uh, I believe this actually confirms the existence of a third move set. So we have one-handed weapons, two-handed weapons, and then spears is the third. Yeah. So th- I believe Respect those are Link's three movesets, possibly four if the Master Sword is separate from the regular one-handed. But uh, yeah, Link is definitely going to be a versatile character, probably going to be able to use every weapon he's been able to use in Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah boomerang, oh, yeah. too. We also saw the boomerang, which is likely not going to be a weapon, but likely more of a tool yeah. that you use, akin to the to the runes, perhaps. Maybe probably. just a limited-time-use weapon. And then we saw... Oh, boy. <sighs> We saw not one, not two, but six Koroks that we know exist. So I would imagine the abundances of Koroks would p- be relevant because we saw this lucky bastard, Hestu, back in all of his glory with his maracas. And Tyler, he's fully voice acted, and he sounds just like the Hestu of old. He sounds really good. I really like uh, the way that they've done his voice, at least with this uh, brief clip that they've done. 
Uh, also interesting fact, Link is not here. This is just Urbosa and Zelda and two uh, guards just chilling with well, the Broccoli Man. The Egg Guardian's in between Urbosa and Oh, yes, Zelda. you're right. The Egg Guardian is there as well. So I imagine the Egg Guardian can maybe be like a follower to any character in the game, kind of like yeah. a companion. So we saw it with Link in uh, the first gameplay uh, in the Tokyo Game Show. But uh, here it looks like you know it could travel with anybody. So... Yeah, so those Koroks must be taking Hestu's uh, seeds again for his maracas. Because the inventory, I don't know if it'll be inventory expansion that you get the power of this time, but I assume that Hestu will bestow upon you some uh, power. Can you pause that for a second? Yep. Uh, I don't remember. Did Hestu recognize Link? Yes. No, Link recognized him. Link, because Link walks up to Hetsu and he's like, wait, you can you can see that me? Hmm. Okay. Because I remember, like, I feel like it was, like, the first Korok we met mm-hmm. in Breath of the Wild. Like, they acted like they had never seen Link before, which is, I mean, there's a lot of those bastards. So, yeah. it's very likely that maybe one didn't meet him, but I don't know. I, I just couldn't remember if Hetsu and Link had met before Breath of the Wild. I would they, imagine that this is Zelda and Urbosa's first time meeting Hetsu. I imagine, yeah. I mean, it's not every day you get to meet such a specimen of a creature, so. <laughs> a tree with maracas, yeah, it's true. So yeah, day. he does have his because uh, we see what's this? Uh, Mifa and Rivali both using the slate. So yep. So yeah, I was about to say Mifa uses Cryonis and uh, Rivali is using uh, Stasis combined with a rain of arrows, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I, the quick little voice acting work in there. It's very well done. Course, we see course. Zelda, of course, with the Sheikah slate, her only good moveset oh this oh, is this. I think, the coolest part of yeah 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 this little presentation impa using magnesis to take every single yiga yiga like foot soldiers i feel what they call them sickle in the sickle yeah they, yeah they take their sickle this is our first uh, exposure to how magnesis actually works in uh in this game i believe it is because we, we've seen all the other runes uh in gameplay but i believe this is the first instance of us seeing magnesis so she takes it's so cool. She just see you just see these tens of uh, sickles just being pulled towards the magnet, and then she just uses all of them to uh, slash at this huge group of Yiga, which is really it, cool. She does literally. They're just all armless. Wipe and then, then with our final little scene here is Link jumping off of I believe the Great Plateau Tower, or yeah. at least it looks that way, followed by Impa, I believe, on the left, Rivali flying on the right, and my God, it's Daru <laughs> on the bottom left with his own paraglider. So it I don't seems know like every champion is going to have their own paraglider, it seems. Except for Volley, but yeah. Yeah. So really- yeah, I believe that was everything shown in this little trailer. Uh, these seem to be coming out weekly, so we might have more Hyrule Warriors news yeah, again next week. But like I've already said, uh, we, we are by the time you're hearing this, one month till one release. Month. One month until release. I actually am so excited. What's interesting about that last shot is we do not see Zelda... Urbosa or Mifa with that group. Uh, yeah, so it must be their own little. They must be on separate missions at that point in the game. Yeah, I would I would imagine that maybe that takes place when you see Hetsu, Urbosa, and Zelda in the forest, and those four just I don't know what they'd be doing. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see because we know what happens, but how they get there is still I was say, so. How unknown. they get there is gonna be so interesting because being a prequel, this could have a lot of implications for. Breath of the Wild 2 as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's just very exciting. There's a lot about this game to, to look forward to. So 
looking forward to any more news droplets we get. Uh, and if we don't get any more, then I will be I'll be patiently patiently. Yeah. Again, one month we've we, we we've been waiting long enough. Our patience will be rewarded here soon. Yes. So our second on the docket, I believe the next most relevant news is Crown Tundra releases this week. Yes, we are in the final days of wait for the uh, the Crown Tundra expansion for Pokemon Sword, Sword and Shield. Which I news since the I, last y'all, time. Well, they did drop that legendaries are 100% catch rate guaranteed. They so did. That's if right. You defeat that, if you defeat a legendary Pokemon in the den... You are 100% guaranteed to catch it, which is great news, and only that's, makes me want to. It makes me want to buy it a little bit more. So. That's very nice of them. Uh, I know people are probably getting flashbacks of uh, the very early days of hunting down the Gigantamax forms of of Pokemon in the dens, which are already super rare. And even if you and you would normally need like you know they're not easy to defeat solo. No. So you usually so if. As long as you're the host, I think it's a 100% guarantee, but for other people joining your raid, uh, it would probably be uh, very difficult to catch. So knowing that these legendaries will be 100% uh, is very, very uh, good. I think that's a very good decision. What I also am thinking is I wonder if there are going to be multiple of each legendaries. I would imagine because you said if you're not the host and you don't catch it, like oh that's true because I guess you could join one with a hundred percent guarantee. Because I imagine once you go into these uh, these dyn these uh, these den adventures, these what are they called? Dynamax adventures. Dynamax adventures. I, think I believe that's correct. Uh, when you go into these legendary dens, uh, I imagine they won't just limit it to like one per game because. Then eventually you just run out of legendaries. Yeah, and then the, the DLC is useless. And then the feature would be useless. So I imagine there will be multiples mm-hmm. of the legendaries that you can find in the dens, at least. I don't think there's going to be multiple, like, uh, Galarian legendary birds or uh, the new yeah. Reggies. I think there's only going to be one of those. Probably, because uh, those, I, those I would imagine are intertwined with the main story and don't need Wi-Fi access. Yes, but these ones that you will find in the dens, I assume you'll be able to get... So like you can get multiple Dialgas or Palkias uh, if you find the correct den. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my assumption anyway. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, that's just something that I thought of uh, while I was thinking about uh, the coming release of this I was, DLC. I was thinking about this. Do you think that people... like what? If you had to put a percentage on it, what percentage of people are going to get this DLC because you can catch the legendaries... And since this is the first home console Pokemon game, you're going to be able to transfer them up to different games. Like, what do you think the percentages of that? I, I don't know. I don't think it's a huge percentage. No, but, like, that's, like, why I would get it. Because I can catch all the legendaries. Like, I've played, like, I've never caught Rayquaza, Groudon, or Kyogre. Like, I've never played those games. And I get the chance to, once again, catch, like, Lugia, Ho-Ho, Garatina, like, all my favorite legendaries in this mm-hmm. game. And having them in what feels like the most recent Pokemon game is just way more of an is way more useful. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, definitely I, think that's. I a hate to draw. admit, I'm, I'm definitely getting this DLC. It's so hard, <laughs> it's so hard to admit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it seems much like the premise of it seems much better than the Crown. Sorry, Isle, the, of, Armor. Isle of Armor. Uh, I I maybe hopefully there will be more effort put into it, but somehow I doubt it. Yeah, because. Uh, 
they're getting people like us to to buy it regardless. They know it. Yeah, but I think it's just like you know the premise alone and the features they're adding are just more interesting than mm-hmm. Isle of Armor. We still don't uh, know anything about the head mascot of this. Yeah, we don't DLC. even know anything about Calyrex, which is you know that's a little that's a little different. You it know? is for sure. But uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be. I don't think the story is going to be like groundbreaking or anything. But no, probably not. You know, it might be interesting since we know next to nothing about it. Uh, we barely even know anything about the characters, uh, and we we knew a bit more about the characters we were going to see in Isle of Armor than in this DLC. So uh, we'll have to see. Uh, can but you I, can I'm pretty sure you can purchase them separately. That's what I'm looking it up because <laughs> I really do not want to buy Isle of Armor. Oh. Yeah, I'm actually not sure. I'm pretty sure you can. You can't get them separately. You have to get both. You can't? Yeah, so you have to get them separately, which is extremely unfortunate because I really don't want to play Isle of Armor. I, I only want to play Crown Tundra. And it costs 30 bucks, so that's a, that's a fair chunk of change. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought it was like 15 bucks. Jeez, my memory must be really bad then. I completely forgot. So is that well, everything on Crown Tundra release? I suppose so. I mean, it's right around the corner. We don't got to wait too long. So we'll have to see how, you know, if it's worth your money, since now apparently you have to buy both. <laughs> and now we will take this time to wish a happy 35th to the NES, which launched, I think it was 35 years, yeah, 35 years ago today. And 35 years ago, like by the time I was saying two days ago, in the United States with Super Mario Brothers, so save the gaming industry. Save the gaming industry. It's yeah, that was that was definitely worth mentioning. So NES, if you're an old head and have played the NES, listening to this podcast, uh, let us know what your favorite NES game was. It was probably Super Mario Brothers, but it's probably Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> we we would like to hear. We'd like to hear it regardless. Smooth transition now into. I guess we'll stick in the hardware news. Uh, Nintendo Switch has been the best-selling console for 22 straight months in the United States. Wow! Which breaks the which which breaks the record of the 360, which was had 21 months. Oh so my god! This dates awesome. back. It dates back all the way to the month that Super Smash Bros. came out. Of course, yeah. So December 2018, the present, and. It is believed that it'll stay that way even with the new next-gen consoles coming out during the I holiday think, season. I, th- I mean, there's one thing that that might trip it up, which we'll talk about at the end. But, okay. I mean, it's... <laughs> that's super sick. Uh, what's interesting is that a lot of the... I, I believe, if I recall correctly, on a lot of the, uh, the charts that we looked at at the best-selling games for, like, the month... Mm-hmm. would have non-Nintendo games on them. So yeah. like Call of Duty Modern Warfare would be up there a lot, as well as some other games, which are, you know, obviously very uh, famous casual uh, games. Call of Duty, uh, I believe Madden was up there at one point. Madden, NBA, like all, yeah, yeah. all the... Obviously very, very wide-appealing games to the, to the casual uh, yeah. gaming audience. But, you know, it's nice to see that despite that, it's uh, the Switch, the con- the Switch that's dominating the console sales. So Nintendo still has uh, that uh, in their ledger, which is pretty sick. So Yeah, and the big holiday release is uh, Age of Calamity. So that's definitely going to reel in some more. It's gonna definitely going to reel in some more fans. And the more and more I think about it, the more and more I think this game can get to like top 10 
of all-time all Switch sales for games. I think... I Just because of how big Breath of the Wild too. is. Because Breath of the Wild is at 20 million, like north of 20 million. So mm-hmm. it can probably get more than half, I would imagine. I mean, Breath of the Wild, the Breath of the Wild name alone is, you know, yeah. big for this game. Uh, as far as replayability and game, like just general gameplay goes, I'm not sure if it'll appeal to as many people as Breath of the Wild. It's more fun. But I feel like some of those people will still get it anyway because of the story and lore implications. Yeah, it's just going to be, especially on Breath of the Wild 2 coming out with, I would assume, next year with Zelda 35. So, yeah, I mean, I, having would, all three, you'd be surprised, all three of those games, having all three of those games would be something that I think is highly coveted, including like the Mario yeah. 35, which already is a month old which is wild yeah that's that's wild that's kind of i really did just get it for galaxy <laughs> uh, so <laughs> same here i haven't all i've been playing is galaxy that's literally it i can beat it like i can go beat the main story but i'm just collecting as many stars as i can before i go do that yeah of course all right so what's up next we can do oh yeah mario oh. kart home circuit oh yeah that's out isn't it is now out yeah it's big with the uh with the cats and the memes. Yeah, I saw. I'm pretty sure you know. I saw the same video where this guy, this guy's cat, got in the way of the track, and <laughs> this car scared the cat. There's been a lot. Like Sakurai, I think even had his cat was just staring at the, mm-hmm. staring at the car. But yeah, it got a eight out of ten review on. I guess Metacritic rated it because I guess it qualifies as a Mario Kart installation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, it's a it's apparently part of the Mario Kart realm, I suppose, and it could be a good it could be a good holiday game, but I don't think that it's that appealing because you need a lot of open space to drive those little carts around. So yeah, it's definitely it's a an um, niche product, but yeah, I think it's one of the better like one of the better gimmicks that Nintendo has put out for like as far as games in real life goes. It's uh, cool for sure. Yeah, it seems like uh, it can really open up a lot of creativity. Uh, if you have the resources to do so, of course. But uh, yeah, I think it's a good, you know, it's a good uh, addition to to Nintendo's uh, roster of games. To the uh, real life roster. You know, it seems for things like this, it seems like the stuff is, you know, it seems like you think it'd be more expensive to make, right? Yeah. Considering all the different things that go into it. Yeah, but, I think I think it costs a hundred dollars, and then. Like the characters and carts separately are like fifty because they have those cameras built in them. I guess I'm just wondering if they how much they make on their returns for things like this, like for Labo and for Ring Fit Adventure and for Oh uh, I I was reading a Ring Fit Adventure has sold more physical copies than Breath of the Wild in Japan. Holy shit. So Ring Fit Adventure's huge. <laughs> I guess I guess they do make their returns back Japan. On so yeah, games. Ring Fit Adventure's huge over there, which is something I did not expect to read today. I was shocked, but I did yeah, Mario Kart Home there. Circuit, uh, out of my realm, but definitely looks like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to more videos of it on Twitter. Yeah, looks fun. I like it. So do you want to do the competitive movesets yeah. now? Yeah, I'll do that. Oh my god, we're only at 27 minutes. I told you it was yeah. Oh my god. All right. So let me screen share this. All right. Let me see it. Do you want me, do you want me to give a synopsis while you do that? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I mean, All right, I can, so yeah. Can you last see? week, yeah, yeah, I see a gray screen. Is that what I'm supposed to be seeing? Yeah, okay. Uh, I got it now. So, you got it? Okay, cool, cool, cool. 
So last week we did, if you listened, we did our all-time Pokemon teams. If you didn't listen, go listen to that. We did about a half hour on that. And Tyler, being in the competitive scene, went ahead and made competitive move sets for our teams. So I'll let Tyler take it from here since this is more of his expertise. Okay, I want to preface this with a huge, enormous disclaimer, all right? I am not... I am not a professional competitive player. I, okay, I said you just... you. <laughs> I... Look, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I know... Okay, I know a little bit. Uh, ever since joining the uh, my campus's Pokemon club, I've gotten you know some better knowledge on competitive Pokemon. Uh, but again, I am not an expert on this, so don't flame me on Twitter. If the outcasts are watching this... Oh, they absolutely are. Don't make this an excuse to flame me. I got I'm I am two, I am 0 2 in my draft league. I got my ass whooped yesterday. So yeah, it happens. I just tried to make some fun competitive sets because I was inspired and I was thinking about uh, these teams a lot uh, while listening to Acacia by Bump of Chicken for just that nostalgic kick. So yeah. I decided I was inspired to make some competitive move sets and try to make a a somewhat cohesive team with the teams that we built yes. in that episode. So we'll start with mine. So first up is my Embor. Uh, so I his hidden. I decided to just you know, I just took the Pokemon and then I decided to do whatever I could with it. Like I can change the ability. It doesn't have to be like accurate to uh, what I have in the game. It just has to be the same species of Pokemon. And I, I built it on Showdown, and I also used the National Dex format. That way I could just, you know, have every Pokemon available to me. Okay. So, Embor's hidden ability is Reckless. So this Pokemon's attacks with recoil or crash damage have 1.2 times power. So it basically powers up moves that do recoil to you. So I obviously just slapped a Choice Scarf on Embor so he could be speedy. Flare Blitz, Head Smash, Wild Charge, Superpower. Just make him an absolute truck that is going to put a dent in whatever's in his way. Uh, Eevee's max speed gave him a jolly nature and max attack as well. Uh, Don't really need to invest too much in bulk considering he's just going to be a a glass cannon. Even more so than most glass cannons considering he's going to hurt himself quite a bit. Yeah, I see that. That's not great defense. You know, whatever he hits though is going... Whatever he hits though... Uh, definitely going to have a big chunk taken out of it. So next up is Zoroark. Zoroark's hard because team pre uh, the advent of team preview where you can view your opponent's team before you battle really screwed over Zoroark because you know you can expect your opponent to bring the Zoroark along. Yeah, uh, but it's also good for mind games. Like if you if it's more of a brings bring six pick four situation uh you could have the zoroark there but not bring it on to the battlefield uh you know to kind of play some my games but i decided to just make an, an offensive zoroark uh with nasty plot just in case i'm able to to fool a psychic type into using an, a move that isn't going to work on you know say embor but it's actually just zoroark disguised uh, <laughs> so that's where the uh, illusion comes in yeah, Zoroark's special attack is... I was about to say, I think... Illusion is Zoroark's only ability, so... Yeah, I uh, think it is. It is, right? I, I was just making sure. Yeah, that's his only ability. But Zoroark's special attack is actually higher than his attack. Uh, 
though they are both very good. So I decided to just make it a special attacker, you know, max speed, max, spec- max special attack with a life orb. So the attacks do 1.3 times damage, but it loses one-tenth of its max HP uh, after the attack. So you will be doing damage to yourself, but uh, as long as you get a move off, it will be more powerful. So I just decided to give it some coverage, sludge bomb for fairy types, flamethrower, and extra sensory for any fighting types uh, that might go up against it just to try and... Uh, keep the opponents on their toes uh give it enough coverage to stay alive all right so that's zoroark pidgeot pokemon's up next so i decided to go with mega pidgeot because it's one of my favorite megas and uh it's very coincidental that uh one of my pokemon that i picked happens to have it as its mega form so when a pokemon mega evolves uh it has a specific ability that it gets so no matter what ability you have (laughs) on your base pidgeot it will get uh, this new ability. All, so, hey, all, uh, all I see is no guard illegal. <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> some of these... <laughs> illegal? Some of this team uh, isn't actually viable in the Nat Dex format just okay. because of balancing, but I just decided to build it in this format just to have everything at my disposal. But Mega Pidgeot's ability is called no guard. Um, a champ also has this as its hidden ability, I think. Uh it means that all of your moves cannot miss. So, you know Hurricane? It only has 70% accuracy. You don't even have to worry about it. It's going to hit every single time. <laughs> Horn Drill, 30%, yeah, 100%. It's gonna Heat Wave, 90% accuracy. Don't even got to worry about it. So, Hurricane and Heat Wave are Mega Pidgeot's go-to just because of this massive special attack. How can he even learn Heat Wave? <laughs> that's complete yeah, I, BS. I, I believe that's a gen... He might have only learned that in a recent gen, maybe gen six, but uh, in or- Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire is when Mega Pidgeot uh, surfaced. So he's just a hurricane and heat wave machine. You got U-turn just in case you want to pivot uh, him out to another Pokemon. Last move you could do a lot of things with, but I, I, decided, that, to go yeah. with, I decided to go with Sleep Talk just because, you know, I've, Mega Pidgeot is just kind of going to get shut down if you have any sort of time period where you're not going to be able to attack since it's still pretty frail uh only 80 and only 80 base defense and special defense so i figured sleep talk just for that rare case and you don't really need a move besides hurricane and heat wave because they're just going to hit yeah super hard no matter what they're hitting so that's my mega pidgeot uh max speed match special attack with uh so yeah just a hurricane machine uh pidgeot (laughs) Uh, so Azumarill is up next, and I decided to kind of base this off of my Snorlax that I use in competitive. I see that uh, with its move set with uh, Belly Drum. So Belly Drum is a move that cuts your HP in half, but uh, maximizes your attack. So cons- also Azumarill has huge power, which doubles its attack. So obviously you're going to max out its attack. So this is act. This number right here is going to be doubled. So that's over four hundred attack. Four thirty six attack. <laughs> yeah. So, and then what? <laughs> that, that's already pretty massive. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. I'm not exactly sure, but I think that's how that works. And Belly Drum is just going to make that go through the roof, uh, if you can get it off, uh, which is going to be the hard part because its speed is fifty. Its base speed is fifty. So you're not going to be outspeeding anything. Yeah, no. So, is that where Aqua Jet comes into play? 
Aqua Jet being a priority move and a physical attack plus stab because it's a water move, uh, very a very scary priority move to have. Uh, is actually a fairy type, which I forgot. So Play Rough is also going to be a hard hitting move. Not the best accuracy, but when you have huge power and that massive attack stat uh, with the right investment, that is going to hit you know dragon types, dark types, fighting types really hard. Yeah, uh, and I also decided to put on knockoff just to get rid of any pesky items that might be giving Azumarill trouble. And for the Aguav Berry, uh, that's just an HP restoring berry. But the thing is, if you can get Belly Drum off without the opponent hitting you, uh, the Aguav Berry I believe will automatically be uh, consumed. I actually think that's wrong because us. Uh, you would need gluttony for that, but just having an HP restoring berry, uh, in general, I still think is a good investment because you're going to be doing a lot of damage to yourself with uh, with belly drum. So, you know, kind of a janky Azumarill set, but uh, I still think it's it'd be kind of fun to run. Someone so, had to be the oddball. I was about to say some of these shiny Rhyperior. Rhyperior right. is even weirder. Okay, I honestly did not know what to do with Rhyperior because look. At the amount of moves it gets, it gets so much coverage. It's insane. So That's disgusting. I decided to kind of go with a more defensive, bulky uh, Rhyperior because most of my Pokemon are just absolute offensive maniacs on this team. <laughs> so I decided to I decided to give him a uh, Stealth Rock, Roar, Thunder Punch, and Fire Punch. So we have Stealth Rock just because it's a setup move, very valuable uh, in singles. Uh, his his ability, I gave him Lightning Rod just so that he has uh, an immunity that he wouldn't otherwise have to electric moves. Actually, no, he would have it. Yeah, because he's ground type. He would already have it. We're going to switch that to Solid Rock. Uh, right. We're doing on-the-fly team editing. So Solid Rock means this Pokemon receives three-fourths damage from super effective attacks. That's so way better. <laughs> that just improves his survivability even more. So I gave him the red card ability. So... If this Pokemon survives a hit, the attacker is forced to switch to a random ally. So uh, I'm not a fan of this. So if you have Stealth Rocks up, you're automatically going to be just bringing in another Pokemon and getting the, that Stealth Rocks damage. So you're going to be chipping away at Pokemon. This is a one-time use, but if you combine it with Roar, uh, you can kind of force out enemy Pokemon uh, as much as you want. Uh, to get that Stealth Rock chip damage and hopefully maybe bring in a Pokemon that's weak to one of the other two attacking moves. Uh, I gave it Fire Punch and Thunder Punch uh, just to kind of protect against any super effective threats it might have. So water types, grass types, uh, things of that nature. So I figured these also have the chance to uh, burn or paralyze. So spreading that chip damage uh, even more and uh, giving some chance for status, status effects to uh, be taken advantage of by the other offensive team members. So that's my Rhyperior. Again, kind of probably not the best set in the world. But oh, well. uh, full defense, full special defense uh, with a bit in HP. Uh, and I believe it's a careful nature because its special defense is pretty bad. So we needed to buff that as much as possible. Finally, we have Celebi. So I decided to kind of give Celebi as another a uh, another um, bulky set because I felt we had en enough uh, yeah attackers. So Celebi is going to be my light screen reflect user. 
obviously oh, to buff up the no. survivability of my team even more. But it. I also decided I was trying to think of what to do for its uh its uh its attacking moves. So I wanted to I actually went with psychic terrain and expanding force. So psychic terrain obviously added in gen seven. Uh obviously, yes, for everyone for I totally I know knew that. They, <laughs> they were, for those who don't know, uh, Sun and Moon introduced uh, terrains, uh, which is kind of like weather, but a little different. So each terrain has its own effect. And psychic terrain means that all priority moves fail. Any priority That's move, fun. quick attack, aqua jet, sucker punch, extreme speed, they all just don't do anything on psychic terrain. But also, expanding force is a new move that was added in Isle of Armor. When, if you use it on Psychic Terrain, it is 1.5 times the power it normally is. So, it turns from an 80 power Psychic move to a 120 power Psychic move. Which, for Celebi, still having pretty high special attack, even without investment, that's going to hit pretty hard. So. Hmm. Uh... And for the item, I just decided to give it leftovers just for that little bit more survivability as well. Celebi is definitely the first one out. I was about to say, uh, Celebi or Rhyperior, even Azumarill, just to try and get that belly drum off as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, and then I think what's Celebi's ability do? A natural cure. Uh, this Pokemon has its major status condition cured when it switches out. So if you do yeah. manage to... Uh, to paralyze or poison or burn Celebi, I can just switch it out, and then it'll be cured when it comes back in. So fire off a light screen and reflect. And if he's paralyzed, he's out of there. He's out of there. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think there are any items that extend the length of screens. Like there are weather, so like there's icy rock and yeah. damp rock that. I don't think there weather. is either. I don't think there's anything for screens, which I thought there was, but maybe they'll add that. That seems like a, another ad- item that they could add later, which would be probably busted on some Pokemon like Grimmsnarl. But yeah, I believe that is my not-so-succinct uh, evaluation of my competitive uh, team. But now... Can we have obvious- our teams battle on this or no? I think... I don't know, because you do have to pick a format for this. Okay. I'm sure there's a way. Yeah. But- for That's now, not, I, right now yeah. yeah, for now, I don't know, but I will go and do what I assume you've been waiting for, uh, how I built your team. <laughs> oh, God, how did you build my team? So, I got Samrod up first. Samrod up first, as usual. We're now on to Colby's team. Okay. Uh, Samrod's special attack is actually slightly higher than its attack. I see so, that. The rest of... Samrod's a pretty good overall, like, base stat pokemon uh the only thing that's really lacking in is speed and uh special defense take the so I, de- sad. I decided to give you a more bulky uh special attacker for samurai so see that with the modest nature i maxed out its special defense because its defense is already you know, higher and uh sure. i gave it max attack uh with the assault vest so the assault vest uh multiplies your special defense by 1.5 but it can only use damaging moves which is why you just have a whole host of special moves so i tried to give you as much coverage as possible you got ice beam grass knot scald and air slash i like so i didn't know samurai could learn air slash 
I didn't either. Uh, this does uh, the Pokemon Showdown definitely shows you a lot of moves that you didn't know yeah. uh, were there. But uh, I figure this these are its more powerful special attacks that are you know that aren't hampered by accuracy so much. So I figure they would be reliable options for for Samrot. So he's kind of just an all out attacker. You know, right. send him in on coverage where people might not expect him to use a move that he has. Then he can take out. I like uh, him. Pokemon. So that's Pretty your good. Samrot. Okay. Uh, Luxray is up next. So, Luxray, I decided to build very similarly to my Embor because <laughs> just a just a attacking beast. He, he has massive attack, uh, not so massive speed, but given a choice scarf, he can actually be pretty pretty quick. So, I gave him Intimidate as his ability uh, because that's just a really good ability to have. It's one of the yeah, best it is. In the game, in my opinion. Uh, Especially if you're going up a physical attacker, you want to hamper them while also putting a threat onto the field. Luxray's your man. Uh, you have Volt Switch just in case you want to quickly switch out of there to another Pokemon. It is a special move. You're not meant to do damage with this. You're just meant to kind of pivot away. Yep. Uh, Wild Charge is its most powerful Electrodyne move. It will damage you, but it is going to hit like a truck. I also decided to add Play Rough because it's one of the more stronger physical moves it has. It could also do well against Dark Fighting and uh, tight, Dragon yeah. Types. And then I added I added superpower Great. again just because it's a really <laughs> strong fighting move. Uh, and the only weakness Luxray has is ground, but he doesn't really have any moves that are good against cover, ground types yeah, unless you that. do unless you do Ice Fang. But even then, that's a pretty low power. Yeah, sixty five so is not great. I figured that most ground types are likely also. Like they have a good chance of also being rock types, so superpower might serve you better in those yeah. situations. So uh, that's your Luxray. That's how I decided to build uh, I like your it. offensive Luxray. I like it. My offensive beast. Okay. My Mega Lucario. So your Giratina was already illegal in the Nat Dex format. Damn it. <laughs> so so is Mega Lucario. God damn. So, four for six. Are you kidding? If you had a regular Lucario, it wouldn't be, but I just wanted to go all in for power. <laughs> I appreciate it. And make your team as powerful as possible. So Lucario is... Mega Lucario is very, very powerful. Uh, uh, its ability, adaptability, makes, <laughs> its, makes its stab bonus even like stronger. So you know how there's the regular same type of attack bonus? Yeah, same type of attack uh, bonus. Yeah. Adaptability just multiplies that by more. Good grief. So your seal and fighting type moves are going to hit even more. And Close again, combat's gonna look kill at these somebody. stats. He has amazing attack and special attack. So you and can speed. build this it's guy easy. however you want. Look at all these moves that he has. You can build this thing however you want. So it was kind of hard yeah. to, to figure out what to do. I like that move set, though. That's a good. I, I, I wouldn't change a thing about the move set. Yeah, so bullet punch. I wanted to give you extreme speed because of the higher power, but I feel like adaptability and the same type of attack bonus would just kind of give it it can't um, edge as well as giving you more coverage since extreme speed is normal but this could do good against fairy types yeah. or rock types or you know whatever else you're facing yep uh swords dance just to go overkill if you uh, absolutely uh close combat obviously most powerful fighting move in its arsenal and then i gave you stone edge because i feel like the only threat you're going to really run into is fire types yeah uh so Stone Edge, not a good accuracy, but, you know, 100 power, rock type Take move. It. Does not get the adaptability bonus, but just for coverage, I figured uh, it would be uh, suitable for Lucario. 
uh, max speed, max attack. You know the drill. Your shiny Dragonite. Yay! Uh, a physical attacker as well. I actually used Dragonite in a recent uh, club tournament, and this ability right here is multi-scale. really good. So multi-scale. If this Pokemon is at full HP, damage taken from attacks is halved. Jeez. So you basically have a really, really bulky Pokemon on turn one if you uh, don't uh, take damage. So things like hazards, you really got to look out for. So like Stealth Rock Spikes, Toxic Spikes, because that's going to break this ability immediately. So you want to switch him in when there's no uh, hazards on the field. Yeah. So multi so Dragon Dance is a good uh, boosting move on this because you can basically do it without too much fear that he'll be, get one kit KO'd multi-scale ability. And then after that, I just decided to give it some coverage. Extreme Speed for priority. Uh, earthquake because it's Earthquake. And I was thinking about doing Dragon... Or sorry, I, think, I was thinking about doing Outrage since it's stronger. But I feel like Dragon Claw is just more reliable considering yeah, it, it doesn't confuse you. And it also... Also, Outrage traps you on the field. So yeah, yeah. that could be really bad if you are facing down uh, an ice type that just broke your multi-scale. Yeah. So I decided to give you uh, Dragon Claw just for better uh, yeah. reliability. I like uh, that. But, but again, max speed, max attack. Uh, pretty simple uh, build. And so with the close. Life Orb, it's, with the Life Orb, it's just going to make these moves even stronger. So We're closing with my three dragons. <laughs> Love I was about it. to say, I, I made the last half uh, your three dragons. Dragapult. Uh, I basically just copy and pasted this from my Dragapult because I like how I built it. Um, I made him a special attacker, but his attack is actually higher than his special attack uh, in terms that. of base stats. But special attack is still really good, and he gets some really, really good uh special attacks so i kind of wanted to just kind of go with what i knew and yep. uh give it these moves so it knows a lot like it has it, such it has, good a, it, has a, it has a lot of coverage like even so, in the sword and shield games has a ton I was about to say, you can switch out any of these moves with anything you want like my my dragapult has uh thunderbolt and fire blast and uh hydro pump uh so it <laughs> hydro you can switch this out. You can make. You can completely swap this. You can make this a physical attacker, and you'd still have a lot of good moves to choose from. But uh, I decided to give you choice specs. So you're limited to one move, but it's going to be 1.5 times power. So it's going to give you a lot of, uh, again, just a, a glass cannon. Uh, it is. Dragapult has really, really good abilities. Not One is not necessarily good against the other. It's just you kind of got to pick what you want to run. So I decided to give you Infiltrator because that ability makes moves ignore Substitute, Reflect, Light Screen, Safeguard, Mist, and Aurora Veil. So any attempt of them trying to boost their defense with or boost their stats or hide behind a Substitute, not going to work against Dragapult, which yes. can be pretty uh, useful. Clear Body will protect you against, like, uh, stat reductions. Yeah. So if someone tries to snarl you to lower your uh, to lower your special attack, uh, you'll take damage, but you won't uh, lose your special attack. Uh, I th- you would run. You'd probably want run clear body if it was a physical attacker. Yeah, because intimidate could really be a problem for you. 
But since it's a special attacker, clear body isn't as necessary since there aren't a lot of special attack lower moves or abilities that are easily accessible. Mm-hmm. And cursed body, if this Pokemon is hit by attack, there is a 30% chance that the move gets disabled. Again, really good. But considering that Dragapult is really not that bulky of a Pokemon, the odds of it surviving a hit and in order to capitalize on the disabled move uh, is not Very too well. likely. So I figured Infiltrator would be the best bet. Again, Flamethrower, Thunderbolt, Shadow Ball, and Draco Meteor. Uh, I was thinking about swapping out Draco Meteor with something more reliable. I would switch it I'd with Dragon Darts. That's the only switch I'd make. Dragon Darts is actually a physical move. Okay, then never mind. <laughs> yeah. That it caught me. I was about to say Dragon Darts, probably one of the stronger multi-hitting moves in the game. I was uh, gonna say that or Dragon Pulse anyway. So yeah, I was Dragon thinking Pulse. Dragon Pulse because if your choice specs and use Draco Meteor, you're probably gonna have to switch out immediately. Mm-hmm. So Draco Draco Meteor, if you just want to try and one shot that one Pokemon you're trying to work on, yeah. or Dragon Pulse if you just want the type coverage. But uh, yeah, Dragapult again, a very versatile Pokemon, very much like Mega Lucario. You kind of build it in any way you want. So uh, <laughs> finally. But this is just how I uh, I decided. So finally, uh, Dragapult Senior, uh, Giratina Origin. I was actually going to do. Uh, it defaults to uh, Giratina. Altered. What's the other form called? Altered form. But I remembered, like, oh yeah, you want the Grecius Orb Origin form. So oh, yeah, you absolutely. Does it make it, it makes it faster? I'm pretty sure. It. I think. Does it make it faster? I don't actually know. I think know. so. I think. It does. I thought. I thought it just switched the uh, the spe- the attacking stats with its defensive stats. That might but, be it, too. You know, I believe that's what it does. So, Altered Form has 120 uh, defense and special defense, uh, whereas Origin Form has 120 attack and special attack. So, they just swap them. Uh, that being said, I decided to make Giratina a bulky form anyway, uh, just because look at these stats. <laughs> Like this is in this is why it's illegal this is insane so i decided to give him toxic the toxic hex combo so toxic obviously badly poisons the target and hex uh your power doubles if this target if the target you're, that you're fighting has a status ailment so this goes from a 65 power special ghost move to a 130 power special ghost move uh which is pretty good love to hear it uh, Shadow Sneak is a physical move, but it is priority, so I thought it'd be good to have. And then Calm Mind, just to raise your special attack even more. Uh, I figured that Calm Mind would have some chances to get off, considering you are. I did invest a lot Bulky, of stats yeah. into bulk, so you'd be able to set up and really get those uh, th- that ghost stab off. But again, Giratina, very versatile Pokemon, very bulky, very strong. Uh, the only thing it has against it is its speed, but that's still 90. Like, that's still pretty fast. Yeah, it's still not bad. So, you have some power on your team, Colby. I, I do. I do so, have some power on my team. I, I did give... And the Grecious Orb, obviously, it has Levitate. That's its only ability. Uh, the Grecious Orb enhances its Ghost and Dragon types, Dragon type attacks by 1.2 times. So, this Hex is going to be even stronger than it already it's is. It's going to be crazy. So... Yeah, Actually, I just let's find out. So you have the so Garatina, he lands the toxic. Then we go for the hex with 1.2 power. So we're already at what 130? Uh, 150, 156 base power. Yeah, this is a uh, oh my god, really? Well, yes, <laughs> holy crap. 
Yeah, Giratina's nuts. That's why it's banned. Yeah, it's true. But, yeah, that is the end of Colby's team. Uh, Again, probably not the most concise way of going through them, but... No, uh, but it's the best we got. I am the rambler of this podcast, so... Yeah, that is... My, that was my inspiration for last night. So hell yeah, hope, that was. Hope you guys sick. enjoyed hearing my technical talk. I'm sure the Outcast Podcast boys will roast me on it later. Eh, who cares? We're, but, we're, 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 we're more intellectuals than they are. Oh, we have higher don't, IQ. Don't say that. <laughs> we have you. You alone have higher IQ. Oh, I mean. Nah, if you nah, need nah, if you nah. need me to shoulder an equation or two, I can. But <laughs> I was about to say I don't. I know it's very popular in competitive Pokemon to do calculations. Yeah. Uh, but the website that uh, many people use, or that at least the one that I know of, uh, it's kind of complicated for me. So I just kind of do general strats instead of specifically trying to counter one thing. So imagine if we went on their podcast and did like an IQ test for just an hour and a half. <laughs> Speaking of tests, I think um, I, I did a one of those colorblind tests the other day. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm fucked. I'm pretty sure I'm colorblind. <laughs> good grief, that's not good. <laughs> no, I don't know. Sorry, that was completely random. But uh, hey, oh, I mean that my incoherent rambling brought us to near the end of the episode. But there's one more thing I want to touch on. Actually, if you can, All if right. you guys can bear to listen to me screech at you anymore, Just a tad longer. Um. I talked about the one hiccup that could possibly threaten Nintendo's uh, chokehold on the on the console selling. You industry. did, you did. Um, so there's a game. There's a certain game that's releasing one day before Age of Calamity, Colby. Do you know what that game is? <sighs> oh boy, um, I do not. So. Have you ever heard of Cyberpunk 2077? I have heard of Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, that's coming out November 19th. The day before Age of Calamity? Yes. So, God damn it. <laughs> this game was first teased in, in 2015. 2012. Oh my god. <laughs> the first trailer for this game? Aired on January 2013. Good God, that this makes Metroid Prime 4 look good. This game that's saying something has been long awaited. Oh my God! And is, is there still even hype? It, dude, there's so much. Like this game is going to be big. I'm like, so excited. Enormous. So it's bad. made by CD Projekt Red, which is a really uh, a very popular. Uh, uh, game develop development studio i believe it was behind red dead redemption 2 so okay. and obviously the original red dead redemption so you know and uh, as well as some other games that i'm definitely forgetting but those are the recent ones that i can remember uh cyberpunk 2077 though in layman's terms if i had to describe it as simply as possible it's looking like it's going to be, like, futuristic GTA. Oh, boy. So, it's it seems to be a game that's aiming towards... There's just so much to do in this game, and you have so much freedom to do whatever you want in this, virtu- in this like, 
super futuristic cyberspace uh, world. And it is, again, it's been delayed several times, but finally it's releasing in a month. It's finally happening. And, again, this game could, in theory... Like, this game is definitely going to be a console seller. Like, for sure. I'm pretty sure it's going to be in running for Game of the Year the day it comes out. Damn it. <laughs> but That's not good. I just wanted to... Because I, I just found out the release date today, and I realized it was one day before Age of Calamity. So, uh, it's definitely exciting. Uh, I have obviously not been uh, privy to all the game's uh, you know, development information uh, until very recently. I haven't followed it for as long as other people have followed it. But, you know, seven years is a long time to wait. So Incredibly long time. This could be one of the most explosive launches for a game in a long time. Yeah. Well, but I'm excited to see because obstacle. this game, I was going to say, this game could rock the world uh, or it, I was, I, I assume it's going to be good considering they have delayed it so much trying to, to get it right. So I'm just excited for the fans of this game. I'm excited to see how this game uh, shakes up the, the industry at least for a short time, but who knows? It could have much longer lasting implications uh, based on just the immense amount of quality uh, that may be present or that it's looking, that it's shaping up to be present in this game. So, uh, Seven years. Good grief. That's a I mean, very long time. That's 7% is, of the Great Calamity. Good God. I was about to say it's, uh, it's nuts. So that was just one thing. That I wanted to tack on at the end. Something else to look forward to. Uh, if there are any Nintendo fans that are also going to be getting that game, you are going to be in the hole for a while. Yeah, you are. But I think Christmas is around the corner to bail you out. For, for real, for real. But I believe that is everything. So That's all I have. That's so, all I have. I think. Thank oh, you God. for listening to another episode of the Switch It Up podcast. As always, you can follow the podcast with the links down below, but I'll just say them because I know off the top of my head. Twitter at SwitchUpPod. Instagram, Switch It Up Podcast on Instagram to see our logo. Look it up. You can follow us personally at Colby underscore Moyer on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at TSamsel11 or on Twitter at Tyler Samsel. Uh, yeah, I, I really have nothing else to say. You guys are probably tired of of listening to me speak this episode but uh thank you guys again so much for watching uh you said we just we just crossed three thousand plays total yes we did uh i was about to say i think the uh the app the app rounds up the app yeah the the app rounds up so but now we have officially crossed that threshold so i i already thanked you guys last episode but thank you guys again so much uh for three thousand total plays really means a lot uh to see all you guys enjoying uh, the podcast, and uh, we hope to stick around for more. So, with that, I hope to see you guys on the next episode. Have a good one, gamers.